Well, hi, it's Pastor Neil, and welcome to the You Are Love podcast, where we explore the most transforming power in all of the universe, the love of God. This is episode 11, entitled The Purpose of Marriage. Here we go. God devised marriage to reflect his saving love for us in Christ, to refine our character, to create stable human community for the birth and nurture of children, and to accomplish all this by bringing the complementary sexes into an enduring whole life union. Everything in Scripture proclaims that marriage, next to our relationship to God, is the most profound relationship there is. And that's why, like knowing God Himself, coming to know and love your spouse is difficult and painful, yet rewarding and wondrous. The most painful and the most wonderful. This is the biblical understanding of marriage, and there has never been a more important time to lift up and give it prominence in our culture. So we want to take a look at Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 18 and 19. Don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless actions, but be filled by the Spirit as you sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, singing and making melody to the Lord in your hearts giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul here is declaring that everything he's about to say about marriage assumes that the parties are being filled with God's Spirit. Only if you've learned to serve by the power of the Holy Spirit will you have the power to face the challenges of marriage. So, the Holy Spirit's ministry is to take the truths about Jesus and make them clear in our minds and real to our hearts. So real that they console and empower us, and this is important, and change us at our very center. So, there is a tight connection between marriage and life in the Spirit. And this connection teaches us two things. First, we see a picture given here of not two needy people, two people who are unsure of their own value or purpose, trying to find significance in meaning in another's arms. No, we don't see that at all. Two vacuums just make for a bigger vacuum and a very loud sucking sound. Paul assumes that the two spouses know why they were made by God and who they are in Christ. Sorry, movie fans. Uh, thinking of Jerry Maguire, you don't completely complete me. No, uh, Scripture says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made in my mother's womb. The worship of God with the whole heart and the assurance of His love through Jesus Christ is the thing that our souls were meant to run on. I'm going to say that again because it's not just the worship of God. It's the worship of God with the whole heart in the assurance of his love. We're not seeking his love and his assurance. We've received it through the work of Jesus Christ. That's what our souls were meant to run on. We're often running on fumes. We must know where the fuel station is, and it's in the very presence of God. Psalm 16, 11 says, In thy presence 
Lord, is fullness of joy. And we know from Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Sorry, Dunkin' Donuts. America runs on worship, not sugar and caffeine. So, verse 19, verse 8, end of verse 18 says, Be filled by the Spirit. And then verse 19 and 20 tell you how to be filled by the Spirit. As you sing psalms and hymns, spiritual songs among yourselves, among yourselves with each other and to yourself, making melody to the Lord in your hearts. And then here it is. That's a picture of worship. And then this is a picture of gratefulness. Verse 20. Giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything. Giving thanks to God the Father at all times and for everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Gratefulness. Make a list of everything you're grateful for and talk to God about it. Give thanks to God the Father. You and you will be filled. If you spend if you give thanks to God the Father at all times for everything, you will be filled with the Spirit. Oh, Paul describes several marks of a person who is filled with the Spirit in this idea of singing and worshiping and making melody to the Lord in your hearts and, and it's with others, it's in community, and this idea of being so grateful, it's a loss of pride and self-will that leads a person to humbly serve. And that leads him to verse 21. Be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. Oh, be subject to one another. that That is straight out of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21. And it's the, you know, the enemy of marriage is self-centeredness. Selfish self-centeredness. Paul says, be subject to one another out of reverence for Christ. So, there are things that my wife Julie can and should expect from me. To submit to her is to be accountable to her. And she's accountable to me. We're accountable to each other about our finances, our parenting. Actually, everything about our, every aspect of our lives, we're not, we're no longer individuals. Why? Because we're no longer individuals. We're one. We're to submit to, to be accountable to each other in our spiritual lives. Hebrews tells us we're to spur each other on to love and good works. We don't like that word submit here in America. We are not submitters. But this word is to serve, to be selfless. Our world, our society has the it's all about me disease. And that is the enemy of marriage. Submitting means meeting the needs of your spouse, being accountable to each other, becoming one. From this spirit-empowered submission of verse 21, Paul moves on to the duties of wives and husbands. And we're going to take a look at that in, in our next episode on marriage. And that is the rest of Ephesians 5. Now, if you'd like to send us a prayer request or donate to this ministry or find out more about this awesome love of God, go to youarelove.net, Y-O-U-A-R-E-love.net. Until then, put all of your hope and all of your trust in Jesus. You'll be glad you did.